Hi guys, welcome back to Lumination and in this episode I'm going to be sharing a clip from a webinar that I did and it was titled Leap Out of Limbo. I hope that this truly blesses you and just helps you on your journey. That, you know, more than anything this is an assignment and um, it's not just a webinar so we're not just going to be speaking words, we're actually going to be planting seeds, right? And so um, I want to say a quick prayer. Okay, it doesn't matter what religion you're in, just close your eyes, okay? <laughs> um, Father and our God, we thank you for bringing us here. We thank you for bringing us together at this time, and we acknowledge that it is not in error. We acknowledge that you're going to do something brilliant in our lives tonight. We ask that you open up our hearts, you open up our minds to be able to receive the messages and the seeds that you will be planting in us. We also ask that more importantly, you give us the wisdom and you give us the strength to be able to apply every single thing that we've learned tonight. And you give us clarity and discernment on how to use them in our daily lives so that we can become everything that we are meant to be in this world to fulfill our purpose and to impact lives. All this we ask. Thank you, God. Okay, and the house said, Amen. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so, so we're going to be talking about limbo. And before I go into the meat of, of this, I want to say that, you see, when we think about limbo, um, a lot of us tend to look at it in the, in the light of, you know, if I, while I'm on this session today, um, I'm going to get, I'm going to eliminate limbo. And if you realize, um, I made sure that I didn't call this eliminating limbo. I specifically said leap out of limbo. And there's a reason for that because you see, the first thing that we need to acknowledge before we even talk about limbo is the fact that every single human being, for as long as you're a human being, you're gonna go through limbo. And you're not going to go through limbo once. Okay, so that's the, that's the bad news, guys. <laughs> the bad news is limbo is not something that happens at one period in your life and that you will just, eliminate it after that and your life will be fine that's not how it works we're human beings and as a result we go through limbo at various stages in our lives so the bad news is it's always going to be there at different points not the entire time but at different points the good news is that after this session you will be well equipped to one recognize it when it shows up and two to be able to leap out of it right every time that you feel like you're falling into it, okay? Um, and that's what the goal of this is, because again, I'm not swearing for you, but, <laughs> but as human beings, we are always gonna face obstacles, we're always gonna face moments in our lives where we have uncertainty, um, and it's part of the human um, experience. And so we must, you know, embrace it. If you don't embrace it as part of that human existence and you think that you're the only one that is going through it, it just compiles it and makes it worse, okay? So you have to, you know, confront it and understand that it, it is there. Um, and I realized that, you know, we're all going, we've all go, either gone through it or we're going through it or, you know, we're gonna go into it. So the different types of people, I'm saying this because I'm sure there are different types of people um, and with different experiences on this. And I want to make sure that, you know, we're addressing um, the, the, the roots of this, okay? So here's a presentation, and I, I don't know if you guys can see the screen. I hope you all can. Um, let me know if anything is blocking it. 
but this is a presentation um, that I put together for this. I, I've, I actually ran this limbo class at an event um, two weeks ago at Cultivart. And so I put this together for that. So there's some slides we might skip um, because I'm assuming you, all of you guys know who I am, right? My name is Adora Ambelu. You can call me Lumina Bright Light. What is limbo? Okay, so I'm gonna give you two definitions of limbo. Definition one is the actual definition in the dictionary. And basically limbo says, um, it's an uncertain period of awaiting a decision or resolution. So essentially it's an intermediate, like you're, you're not moving back, you're not moving forward, but you're just in the middle and nothing seems to be happening in your opinion. Even if it's happening, you just don't feel um, like it is happening. So this is a lot of feeling, um, related right and synonyms for this unfinished incomplete pending in a state of suspension in a state of uncertainty um just feeling abandoned forgotten left out neglected and um this is my definition so i i created an acronym for this and it's basically living in a mind-boggling orbit um dictionary definition of mind-boggling is basically um, overwhelming startling difficult to understand so it's that moment between where you are now and where you will be soon so these are some limbo moments i'm gonna share um and of course there's more than this but these are a few just so that you can figure out where you stand okay so first one you're planning to travel out of nigeria or whatever country you're in soon and so you're waiting right another one is you know you're going to blow soon so you tell yourself oh, i'm going to blow soon so you just don't understand why do people around you are tripping? So let's say, for instance, last month you were sure that you were starting like a blog or something. Um, but then yesterday you saw someone else on, on Instagram doing something and then you tell yourself that, you know what, it's like that thing is my thing. So you're now in limbo again because you thought you hadn't figured it out until you saw what someone else was doing and then now it's put you in a state of limbo, okay? Um, another one is where you have an amazing idea, but you need funding for it. And so you just feel drained because you feel like, you know what, I don't have dosha. So I'm just going to pack this thing and just stay here. Um, and you're living in that frustration of not having the funds. Um, another situation is like you, so I had here, you ordered a DSLR camera, for instance. And, and these, these are analogies, right? They can apply to anything. Um, but you ordered a DSLR camera to start your badass vlog. You've watched loads of YouTube tutorials, but the camera is just there in the box, in the suitcase that is on top of your cupboard, <laughs> right? Um, or you didn't even, you almost didn't show up today because you were overanalyzing, you know, the entire situation. So um, that's another situation. Or you wanted to, you want to date someone, but you keep thinking there's no point because you'll be moving soon or that your life is going to change soon. So I'm not going to date right now. Um, or you feel like your lease or your rent is ending soon and you've made up your mind that the world will come crashing down. Said Some of us have been in limbo and got through limbo. Some of us are in limbo now. Some of us haven't yet experienced limbo, but will experience it at various points in our lives. Um, either way, today should just help us uh, be able to handle it better, okay? So now we're gonna talk, we talk about what is in limbo. We're gonna talk about why are you in limbo, right? Um, and I've tried to outline a few things. This is based off of my experience. I've been in limbo um, at various points in my life. So I've understood it to a very large extent and that's why I'm passionate about sharing about it. For me, my biggest realization um, was understanding, was that understanding that it's not ever gonna go away. 
Um, and, you know, sometimes we're quick to um, attribute or, or define limbo as depression. And, you know, depression is different. Depression, essentially, if it's clinical, um, you know, then I would say definitely go and see a doctor about it, a psychologist. I definitely, you know, go through counseling and all of those things. But what I struggle with is I struggle with a lot of young people that are calling limbo depression, right? Um, and if you're quick to diagnose yourself as being depressive, naturally you become in that, you, you start to believe that, that that is your state. And um, our beliefs are so powerful. Like our minds are extremely powerful. So whatever you believe is what starts to manifest in how you feel physically. So you know how we do that thing where you're feeling a certain way and you just go on Google and you just search, you know, for the symptoms and then you're just convinced that you have cancer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you convince yourself because all the symptoms, you know, just fits. And you're just like, man, they said headache, this one, that one. And it's the same thing with depression. It's sometimes we go on Google and you Google these things and you tell yourself, ah, I'm, de I'm in depression. I've been in limbo at different points in my life where I just feel like, you know, what, what am I doing right now? Like, yes, I'm doing all this amazing work, but you know, what, what next? And then how do I get out of this state that I feel like I, I don't feel as accomplished or I don't feel as um, fulfilled that in that moment, you know? And I'm generally a person that um, finds joy in a lot of things and, you know, likes to believe that I'm, I'm very fulfilled um, even if I haven't accomplished everything I want. So when I start to feel like I'm not feeling that fulfillment, um, I just know that, oh, it's a state of limbo and I have to leap out of it. And so I want to share with you guys today um, some of the things that I identified as the reasons why I found myself in limbo. And, um, and then I'm going to talk about how I got out of that. Okay. So first one is imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is real. And you guys may have heard this in the different forms. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, especially if you're following thought leaders, but the question is, do we really understand what it means? Okay. So essentially it's a moment where you are putting yourself down. You don't believe that you have what it takes, right? Um, so you're continuously just waiting for the right person or the right moment, right? So these are some, I, I've, I've outlined some, some things that will make you understand whether you do experience imposter syndrome. So one is you have difficulty accepting praise. You know, so when people tell you, oh, you know, oh, Jumoke, you know, you're so good at this. You give yourself all the reasons why. So you're kind of like, you, you, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I'm only good at that because I studied last week. Or I'm only good at that because you know, you, everyone else in my class is not as smart, you know? And this actually, this programming actually starts from when, when we're really, really young. Um, and especially if you are religious or if you grew up in a religious um, background, you know, um, and, and even just with our culture is, you know, we tend to not want to take credit for anything. Um, and we've kind of grown up that way, you know? And when you get into your adult life, um, it becomes really difficult to deal with because it's not really your fault. Like that's the way, that's the way you were brought up. That's the environment you were brought up, brought up in is that when you're, when you're saying that you're good at something, um, automatically people say, Oh, you know, you're showing off or, Oh, you know, you're just trying to, you're not as smart as you, you, you say you are, whatever it is. And so we've kind of dealt with that. Um, and we've packed it until when you get into your adult life and you realize that it's hampering your entire journey. Um, so, so if you guys can skip, see the screen, cause I don't want to have to read uh, line by line. So please, you can see the screen so you can kind of take notes if you want. Uh, but imposter syndrome is real. And I think I went through a period where 
Um, I had several moments of imposter syndrome, and I talk about it in my book, This Thing Called Purpose. But one of the things that um, I think I really personally struggled with with regards to this is I was accomplishing so much amazing work. I was doing so much. I was, um, I was loving the work I was doing. I was producing um, you know, so much amazing um, projects and ideas, and I was doing amazing work for other people as well. So beyond my personal projects, I was doing great client work and you know, all of that. Um, but every time I would go into the bank, man, stay with me for a second. Like I'll go into the bank and I'll just be like, Man, I hope these tellers don't know me, Sha. <laughs> you know, I hope the people at the bank still don't know me because when they see my account, they'll just be like, ah, you mean with all this amazing work you're doing, you don't have that, you don't have as much dough as we expect you to have. Of course, you know, I, I came out of that, um, you know, obviously at the point where I realized that those things don't matter as much as we believe that they do because a large chunk of it is actually in our heads. Um, you know, and so if you're there and you're dealing with, you know, whatever situation it is, like whatever makes you feel like you have to put yourself down, like you don't feel like you're good enough, um, even though you are good enough, or you feel like, oh, I can never think global because, you know, life says that we need to think local first, right? And so I'm thinking I need to accomplish stuff in Lagos first, then I need to accomplish stuff in, in Nigeria first before I start thinking global. These days we have so much access to the global network um, that we should all be thinking global, you know, and so um, so this is one of the things that just kind of, you know, keeps us in that state. The next one is you're allowing people to get to you. Okay, so I'm still talking about why you're in the state. We haven't gone into how you leap out of it. Um, I believe in, you know, hitting the, the root cause first before we start to treat the, the challenge, okay? Um, so you're allowing people to get to you. So you're basically, you know, letting people who are not even evolving and growing on their own, right? To speak into your life and to tell you that, you know, you're not good enough and, and they're not, maybe these people are not encouraging you. Maybe they're reminding you of your past failures. Um, and the truth is these people are not always our haters, quote unquote, or, oh, you know, people on social media. Sometimes they are your closest family friends and they're your family. They're your mother, they're your father, they're your brother, your sister. Um, sometimes they're your spouse, you know, people who will tell you stuff like, oh, um, yeah, all that stuff you're saying is great, but uh, what next? You know, I, I can't see, I can't see the, the product of what it is that you're doing or, or people who remind you of, oh, you know, when you say you want to do something, when you're, when you're trying to, to leap out and do something amazing, they will say to you, um, oh, you're trying this thing again. Didn't you do it like two years ago and you were burnt and now you're trying to do it again? You know, do you guys ever feel like that? Please just give me, give me a high five in that box or just say, yep. And they don't mean this in a, in a bad way, like in the sense that um, we have to understand that a lot of people are actually projecting their fears, right? Um, they're projecting their fears, things that they didn't accomplish, things that they see in your life, um, you know, that worries them, you know, and, and, and we need to be able to understand that is that that, that should not be a reason, um, you know, to keep us in a space where we don't want to be, um, in a space where, um, you know, we're, we're, we're second guessing ourselves, we're questioning ourselves, um, because of an individual or a group of people. Okay. Another reason why you're probably in this state is because you're comparing yourself, you know, to your peers, right? Um, I love this quote that says, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or your middle to someone else's end. Don't compare, don't compare 
the start of your second quarter of life to someone else's third quarter. And then there's another one that says, comparison is the most poisonous element in the human heart because it destroys ingenuity and it robs peace and joy. Um, so this comparison matter uh, can happen in different ways. It can show up in different ways. And sometimes it shows up subconsciously. So it could be that you are comparing yourself to your friend who started off with you, right? Um, or to someone who went to school with you and you kind of see where they are now. And then you're like, oh man, you know, we started off together and I can't believe they're here. Um, so that, that, that's one type of comparison that happens. Another type of comparison that happens, which is where my own was, I'm actually pretty good at not comparing myself to my peers. It's like, I, 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 you know, I think um, the way my life has played out, I've just not, uh, you know, been in a situation where I feel like, oh, I need to see what everyone else is doing. If, if nothing else, I, I feel like um, in my mind, I say to myself that my, my generation and my peers, like we need to do something great. And so instead of comparing, I'm actually always supporting my peers because I really believe that we need to do something great together. But my, my biggest comparison, believe it or not, was with people who inspire me, right? Um, I'm talking like comparing yourself to Richard Branson, comparing yourself, <laughs> you know, when, when you're seeing all the amazing work they're doing and you're kind of like, man, I mean, it sounds crazy. Trust me, stay with me, guys. It sounds crazy that I was comparing myself to people who have literally been doing this stuff for years, but this is what, what your mind does to you. And I'm trying to make a point here, okay? Until I got to the point where I realized that, excuse me, these people are not even your mates. Like, how is it that you are comparing yourself to someone that is, that has like a 20, 30 year head start to you, you know? Or how is it that you're comparing yourself to someone who, you know, has like, you know, had different types of opportunities that you didn't even, you know, have a start with. You're not starting on the same um, sort of playing field as some of these people. Um, and you know, that realization really changed a lot for me. So sometimes when you're, com when you're doing this comparison game, it's actually like your mind, um, just automatically getting into that space where it is doing this thing where you're looking at your people that you're inspired by. You're looking at, you know, people that you see in the news, you're looking at Serena Williams, you're looking at all these people and you're just like, man, I need to get there. I need to get there. I need to get there. And it's not like, it's not a, it's not a competition in the sense that it's not like you're telling yourself that, oh, you know, you want them to fail. That's not, that's not the thought process, right? So that's not how I was thinking. But you're just telling yourself that I need to be here. A large chunk of that is actually your ego speaking to you. Is your ego telling you that because you have done all of this stuff, you, you, you are in a position to skip the process, right? Um, that, you, that you believe that you are good enough that you should be skipping process. That, that is where our egos come in and just damage our thinking right um and even if you've been through process you're kind of like ah but i've been through all of this stuff so why not you know why should mind be different okay so another moment is um that you are faking it till you make it and faking it till you make it is draining you okay so essentially i know we've seen this quote that says you know fake it till you make it and so um you know you're automatically trying to look a certain way or be a certain way um you know because so you believe that, you know, by doing this, um, you're ultimately trying to manifest whatever it is that you are thinking, right? Um, and the truth about that is it can be draining. So if you feel like you're in a situation where you're having to pretend, um, I will tell you that that is going to drain you. That is going to put you in limbo immediately. It is a sure, quick way 
to limbo, right? Because it drains your energy. Um, another one is that you have cultivated bad habits and you've created a life that is unhealthy for you. Okay, I love this. Um, it says you cannot change your life until you change your habits. You cannot change your habits until you change your dream. You will not change your dream until you become angry with your present condition. So essentially, you have to become angry first, right? So you have to, so you have to be in this space that you are, and then you have to change your habits. And then when you change your habits, your habits change your dream. And then when you change your dream, your dream changes your life. Um, I put this here because again, I realized that a lot of how we feel, like I've said um, consistently throughout this is, comes from our subconscious, right? Not just our consciousness, but really things that seep in without us really realizing that they are seeping in, okay? And in my situation I was curating at the time was, one, I would wake up in the morning and the first thing that I wanted to read was news, right? Because I'm trying to stay current and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna go on, I'm just gonna read news. Um, and of course that became part, part of my habits. One of my habits was every morning I was reading news. But I didn't realize how this news was essentially messing with me um, mentally and emotionally, right? Um, because there's just so much bad news. Do you guys feel like that sometimes? Like you just go on and it's just like bad news, bad news, bad news. It's like car hits this person, then this other person got you know, um, sexually abused. This other person was slapped. It's just so much that happens. And um, we're all, you need to understand that we're all different. We're all different types of people. We all process information differently, right? So yes, one person might be reading news consistently for the rest of their life, e.g. our parents that have been reading for years, right? And it doesn't affect them. It may not affect them. But for you, if you realize that, you know, it's affecting me, then you need to you need to pinpoint that and you need to change that habit because I needed to change that habit. Like I needed to be like, you know what? The news will be, will be very fine, right? Um, but it's just not for me and not at that point. So I need to decide how I want to consume my news. I need to find a, a filter mechanism to be able to do this. And the filter mechanism is literally, you know, you can go, honestly, you can take that extra step and maybe if you downloaded like the BBC app or the CNN app or whatever, one of those apps, you can actually like pick you can pick the categories that you want to receive news on. So you can literally say, I want to receive sports news and I want to receive world news and that's it. Like, I don't want to see that somebody got hit by a car, you know? Um, and it's not that those things are not important, but again, understand how you operate and understand what you're allowing into, because it, it seeps into your subconscious and then it messes with your entire, your entire sphere of life. It really does, you know? And so that's something um, that you need to be mindful of. You guys said, look, our brains are designed to make us fail. And it's a very, it's a very strong statement to make, but it's, it's the reality. I personally believe that if our brains were made to help us succeed, we wouldn't need God, we wouldn't need spirituality, we wouldn't need any of those things. That's the truth, right? Um, but our brains are designed in such a way where automatically we act, it activates a, a fear mechanism, right? The moment that something seeps in, our brains tend to see it as, oh, okay, emergency, emergency, emergency. And then you, it starts to just, you know, make you anxious. The brain is just wired in such a way that it's always going to be afraid. And it's always going to put you in a state of fear, right? And this is where your heart and your mind has to be controlled to be able to overcome that fear that your brain is consistently pushing you inside. 
Um, for me, for instance, there was a point where I used to always have a lot of anxiety. Like I would have a bad stomach um, every time that I needed to speak at an event. And so in order to trick my brain, I, had to, I literally had to trick my brain. And in order to trick my brain, what I did was um, there was a point in my life, you know, where I literally took a bunch of events back to back. So I was speaking at events back to back. And I wasn't doing, before what I would do is like, you know, the night before the event, I'll be trying to practice and get ready for it. And then the morning of the event, I wouldn't eat food because I wanted to make sure that, you know, my stomach was fine. Like I like that it wouldn't be so bad. So I wouldn't eat food in the morning. I wouldn't drink water. Like I would do these things. And so what my brain was registering is that every time I don't, every time I do these things, it's a new, it's a different type of day, right? So it is the speaking day. And that's when it would decide that, okay, trigger, you know, let's start fighting against this speaking engagement, right? Um, but what I started to do was when I took those events back to, I was tricking my brain. So I was waking up my normal time. I would eat, I would drink, I would do everything I do on a normal day. So what happens to my brain is that my brain says to itself that this is just another day, right? Meanwhile, I know that it's not just another, another day. That is how powerful our brain is. But more importantly, this is how much we can control, right? Um, our minds and we can control, you know, what we want our brain to do just by tricking it. The next one is that you're constant, you're continuously thinking about the future. So you feel like, you know, you are better than what you're getting now, or you're just continuously, your mind is not present. You're not thinking about this moment where you are now. You're just thinking about where you're going to be. So you've seen yourself as being successful in the future, right? So you're telling yourself, I'm going to be successful in the future. I'm going to do amazing stuff. And every time you see that picture and then you look at where you are now, you're just frustrated because you're like, how is it that I can see all that beautiful stuff, but like right now I'm here in this bedroom like this, you know what I mean? Um, so that's, so that's another thing that keeps on that space. And then the, the last one is basically your environment. Um, and your environment is a struggle. <laughs> I have to put here, bro, Nigeria, you know, where, where you're in that space where you feel like, you know, maybe if I was out of Nigeria, things would be different. You know, maybe people would appreciate my gifts, you know, outside of Nigeria. Or, you know, you're thinking about all these things. Um, and your environment doesn't even need to be just the country. Your environment could be like where you live, you know, or the people that are around you. Um, so you're continuously in that state where you are allowing your environment to get to you. You know, these things that I've, I've mentioned um, are basically, you know, some of the reasons why. I was in limbo and so I wanted to sort of share that to give you context about you know some of the reasons why you could be in limbo um, and then we're going to talk about how to leap out of it this is the really sweet part the the leaping out the the running away from this thing um, and just identifying every time it shows up right so it's just basically telling yourself every time this thing shows up I'm going to be able to identify it and I'm going to be able to not let it get me down. So first, we're going to talk about, um, so why do I need you to get out of limbo? Guys, I need you to get out of limbo for selfish reasons, okay? Um, my selfish reason, I honestly believe that the world works in collectives, right? I understand the concept of individual success. You know, I understand the concept of, oh, each person is going to do amazing work in this world and each person has a purpose. And so individual purpose is important, but I've always been very big on collective purpose. Um, and I truly believe that, you know, um, God created all of us to solve an existing problem. Yes, all well and good. But together, we could solve a lot of these problems faster. 
Um, so I believe that every single person who is on this uh, webinar essentially has an assignment that is connected to the next person. Um, and, and this has kind of worked through eras. So if you look at, you know, all the different eras, if you look, if you, if you took, for instance, even the, the, the newest eras and you say, um, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and, and Bill Gates, you know, created, created the computers and, you know, and, and then the internet came into existence. And then Mark Zuckerberg built Facebook on using, you know, the platforms that they created. And then, you know, people now who are doing amazing stuff on social media are using the platform that Mark Zuckerberg created. So it's like a whole train um, that shows you that we're like a conveyor belt system and we're all connected, right? And so I am saying it's selfish because I need you to get out of limbo so that I can fulfill my assignments, right? So that's my own selfish reason for wanting to do this is that I truly believe that, you know, the more people that we can get out of this state to actually become the best versions of themselves right the more amazing work we will do as a generation the more amazing work we will do in this world because if you become better right you're gonna create something that everybody's waiting for that's the truth and it could it doesn't have to be on a huge scale so you don't need to be an entrepreneur to do it but there's something there's a gift that you have that is important for the next person and, and the other person cannot do anything right now because you're in this state. Okay, so I say here, life is way too precious and too short to waste the limbo. Life, limbo is wasting the beautiful gifts that God has given to us, okay? Limbo is the birthplace of unfulfillment, of depression, frustration, and isolation. And so when you allow yourself to enter the mental space of limbo, you effectively put living, loving, dreaming, playing, connecting, and whatever other wonderful thing that you want and you desire on hold. You essentially put life on hold. And when life is on hold, it slips by fast, right? So the opportunities that you have, you're not claiming them. The love, the relationships that you should be building, whether it's love relationships, whether it's friendships, you know, you're not building those things. The laughter, the adventures, the happiness, you know, you're not experiencing those things because you're so focused on the future and what you potentially see is going to be that you're missing out on the present at where you are now. So I need you to get out of limbo for my sake and for the sake of all the amazing people um, that are just waiting for you, you know, to do this. Um, and please, when I say do this, I want you to understand that I am in no way, I, I, I'm not, this is not about motivating you to start a business. That's, this is not what this is about, right? Um, not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. And please, that's another thing that we kind of need to keep at the back of our minds is that we all have different gifts and we're all put put you know on earth for different things so it's not always oh until i go and i do one project that's when i've leaped out of limbo nope you know leaping out of limbo is essentially a state of mind and a state of heart right and so even for you to be to be able to support your friends even for you to be able to take care of your children even for you to be able to you know give love to the person that you're in a relationship with you know even for you to be a good sister a good mother a good father a good brother to the to, to your family members you know you need to get out of this state so it's so it's more about being than it is about doing it's about you becoming a better person right um and being able to really express the energy and the beauty that is in you right this is what this is about um how do you get out so number one is we need to unlearn that success is a destination okay so I have this example on here. 
right? It's a, it's, it's a great example, you know, it's, and you can read it even as I'm explaining it. But in summary, what I'm saying here is if you had a person like, so you, you know, you have this person who wants to be a great artist. The person is continuously spending a lot of their time, you know, creating all this artwork, trying to develop their skills and whatnot. And then, you know, they post their stuff on social media. So they're like, Oh, I'm creating great work. I'm going to post it on social media. It's going to be on there. And then one day, like, you know, one celebrity somewhere just sees it and they decide to repost it. And then this person gets, you know, a lot of attention. Um, and this happens a lot. If you follow Will Smith, you know that Will Smith is like the king of making everyone popular, right? He'll just, Will Smith will just post something and, every, and that person will just go viral. And everyone's like, you know, now following that person. And, and all of that. the question that I then ask is, so did the celebrity's validation transform the artist into a success? Or was the success in their journey? So was it because they created the work, right? And then other people eventually just valued the work that they created, right? Or, or was it that, oh, they've now become a success because somebody has found that. It's a format that, that you know, your process, your, your process um, is actually what the success is. So your success is waking up every day, right? And saying, I'm going to put in effort today um, into this thing that I'm creating. I'm going to put an effort into being this thing. I'm going to wake up an hour early today because I've told myself that I need to start waking up early. I'm going to eat healthy um, starting from today. So we need to understand process, okay? So we need to understand that um, success, you know, is not a place. It's not a place. It's actually every single thing that you're doing. So every day that you wake up and every day that you put an effort into, into yourself and into becoming a better person, um, that is the success, right? The success is the small things um, that add up to the big thing. So the big thing is great, but these series of little things that you need to do now is actually where you start. You have to start to measure your success, you know? So put yourself in that state of mind and heart where you understand that everybody doesn't need to, you see, everybody can see the destination, but everyone's not going to see the, the, the things that you're doing every day to get to that place. And so your frustration might come from the fact that because people are not seeing, you know, these other parts, these, this process that you're putting together, people are not seeing those things. Um, and you need their validation to show you the, you know, to, you need them to see the destination, right? Um, so that's frustrating you. Understand that this is a season, this is a period that you're in. Um, and that you need to work that process, okay? You cannot get that, but, but you cannot get out of that process. I always tell people that there's so many things that you can beat in this life, but you cannot beat time. And that's why if you follow me on social media, one of the things that I, I one of the, the mantras that I put out a lot is time is a great storyteller because I truly believe that. I truly believe that you cannot beat time and you have to give yourself time um, and understand that everybody's journey is different everyone's definition of success is different. You know, for some people, it's, it's just wealth. For some people, it is um, fame. For some people, it is good health. For some people, it is, oh, I want to be able to buy my parents a house, you know? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with what you define as your success. You cannot allow other people's definition of their success to cloud your definition of what you want, um, of the life that you want to live, okay? Um, one of the things that, you know, I often also say to people when I speak to them, I don't believe in like, oh, you must have a five-year plan, right? But what I do believe in is that you should be able to try and visualize what you see your life 10 years from now, right? Um, and not necessarily that you need to plan towards that thing. 
it is more a case of, you know, like asking yourself, so why am I really even doing this? So 10 years from now, where do you see yourself? I want you guys to write that down, okay? Write that down, um, take some time, you know, to just sit down one day and just start writing where you see yourself. And when you say where, you, where do you see yourself, don't limit it to what do you see yourself doing. So don't limit it to just your work. Put your work in there, yes. But don't limit it to, oh, 10 years time, I see myself being MD or blah, blah, blah company. Or I see myself, you know, selling out 1,000 books. Like be very specific. And it could be as long as, you can be 100 lines, literally. So you can say stuff like, um, I see myself walking my dog, you know, down the streets. I see myself, you know, playing, um, you know, like I see myself at my son's orchestra. Like whatever it is, I'm just giving examples. But you know, right. Like I see myself being more healthy, you know, um, I, you know, I see myself being able to lift X amounts of weights. I see myself, um, you know, living in this sort of home, you know, like be very specific because trust me, when you do visualization exercises like that, you start to realize that you've actually been chasing other people's dreams. That's, and that, that is just the reality. That's why I said to you for, again, before that our brains are designed to work against us. Okay, um, because sometimes you're actually chasing other people's dreams. Like, because I know what success is to me and I know what, what it is that I kind of see my life going. So naturally people will try to project what they believe is my success on me, right? So people will see you as being ambitious and see all the amazing stuff you're doing and then they'll say, oh, I see you becoming like president of Nigeria or I see you becoming, you know, Tony Elumelu, and I see, and they'll tell you all these things, and that's great because that's what they want. That's not that's not what I want, right? Um, so you need to make a decision on on you know what is it that you want, and 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 that's important to note even as you think about success. You know, you want to move your parents home, or you want to you know be able to pay for someone's tuition or whatever it is. Then then focus on that and write those things down. You know, so that you know when you're actually achieving them. The next one is to be a warrior, not a warrior. Okay, it sounds cliche and people tell us this all the time, but it's, it's really important is that worrying is not really going to get you anywhere. If nothing, you know, worrying actually puts you in a deeper state of limbo because then you can, your mind is continuously thinking about all the worst case scenarios that can happen. Um, do you guys ever feel like you're in a situation where, for instance, you are, um, maybe you have a fight with someone and you just sit down and you just thought about all the person's motives I say this, this person is going to say that. If I do this, this person, well, this, and then you're planning it, you know, you're like, you're allowing it fester, you know, because you're, you're thinking about this. Thing. And then you see the person in public one day and the person is cool with you. Like, yeah, they're just like, oh, hey, what's up, how far? And you're like, ah, then I spent 48 hours, <laughs> you know, worrying and overthinking this thing. Um, and, yeah, and that applies you know, with other things in our lives is we're continuously in a space where we are worrying that, you know, life is uncertain, nothing is certain. People who, are, who act like they're very certain about everything are just as uncertain as you, because that is just, the, if we knew everything, it, it's just that some of us know, some of us know how to carry the uncertainty better. That's the truth. You know, I can carry my uncertainty better than, than, than a lot of people, um, but the truth is everybody's uncertain. It doesn't matter what level of accomplishment that you've had. Um, and your uncertainty comes from the fact that you are just a human being. It has nothing to do with your consciousness. It has nothing to do with your self-awareness. It has nothing to do with, you know, what level of, of, of yeah, what level of awareness you've attained or your spirituality. And it's ju it just has to do with the fact that you're a human being <laughs> that is just not certain of anything. 
um, you can think you are certain, but the truth about it is for as long as external factors affect our lives, we cannot be certain. So you can tell yourself, for instance, that you've planned out this whole thing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay, I'm going to school next year in in Canada. Let's use Canada since everyone, everyone's running away to Canada now. But I'm going to school in Canada. Um, tuition is 30,000 um, Canadian dollars. I planned for it. I'm going to be organizing all this stuff. Oh, I'm collecting money. Okay, auntie, my auntie gave me one millionaire. Another uncle is giving me 200K. I'm going to work for one year. If I work for one year, stay with me on the story, okay? If I work for one year, I'm going to have like 700K. If I add it together, okay, that's the money. And then two months before you pay your, before you're about to pay your school fees, eh? the economy crashes. Everything changes. That $30,000 is now $70,000. What are you going to do? It's uncertain. That's the reality. You, for as long as you're a human being, you cannot control external factors. You just can't, you know? Um, and so we need to come to that realization that this, these uncertainties are part of the human existence. Okay, uh, pardon me for cursing, but that's the only way that I could really get this out. Admit that you don't know shit, honestly. Um, and I had here death to these phrases because sometimes when you are in limbo, when you're in this situation, um, you start to tell, because your ego is working over time, your ego is basically trying to protect you. It's trying to say, ah, the little, the little pride that I have, let me keep it intact. Just like, so because it's telling you that, you now start to use words like, like someone tells you something and you're like, oh, I know. You know, or someone tells you something, oh, you should do this. I think that this would be great for you, a great opportunity for you to do this. And you're like, oh, I already planned to do it anyway. But you, know, you weren't really planning to do it, you know, you or, or maybe you were planning to do it, but you don't even always need to say that because um, you never know if they're trying to help you through that process. But when you say, I already plan to do it, you shut it down, you know, or you say, oh, I'm already working on it already, you know, or someone tells you something and you're like, yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get. But you're not, you don't really get, <laughs> you know, um, and it's just your ego popping up and just saying, you know, I, want, I need to protect you. Like I need to show, I don't want to show shame. I don't want to show that I'm in a particular situation. Is that you have to, be willing and open, you know, to, to taking advice, but of course be discerning about the advice that you take, but be open to hearing other people's viewpoints, be open to other people poking holes and criticizing some aspects, you know, of, of, of things, especially where you know that they are, they're, they're, they have your back, like where you know that it's not coming from a, a wicked place, right? Um, now, I'm not talking about the people who are projecting fear. I'm not talking about the people I talked about in the beginning, right? The people who, who you know straight up that this person is just projecting their fears on me. I'm talking about the people where you know that this person has my interests at heart. Um, you know, but right now my ego is not allowing me to really, you know, appreciate what it is that they're sharing with me and what it is or, or you know, what it is that they're saying about my journey. Um, and that's, that, it's a hard thing to do. Because as human beings, when you strip our ego, we really feel like, you know, we feel a very high level of shame. We feel naked. We feel like, oh, people can see us now. You know, that vulnerability, we're not used to the vulnerability. Um, and a lot of that comes from our cultural programming as well, right? Um, where even as kids, like a lot of people as kids, you're not allowed to really show how you feel, you know, so you're not sharing your emotions. Um, you're not showing when you're down, you know, you, you see your family members not sure when things are hard or when you're crying, people will say, don't cry, you're strong, don't cry now, you know, so we don't cry, you know, and that. So, so keeping all of that in mind and having, acknowledging the fact that it does exist um, and then knowing, you know, um, 
to be open, right, to, to people talking to you about stuff. This one is my favorite one, which is be present, right? So be present. Understand that life works in season. So ask yourself, what season am I in right now? What lessons do I need to learn in the season that I am in right now, okay? Because if you think about it, right, if you're continuously thinking about the future, you need to understand that the future is literally your now. Because your today is the future that you thought about five, six years ago. You told yourself, oh, in six years, I'm going to be doing this. But when that thing manifests, it actually becomes your present. So in essence, we need to understand that our purpose in life, right, is not something that we aspire to. It's actually what we need to be here now, today, right? You need to be here for this moment. You need to stop thinking about how things are supposed to be and start understanding that um, where you are now, the things you need to wake up and do, the places you, like, like, I think one of the things that really taught me this properly is actually my child. This moment, you know, there are things that you're meant to be doing, whether it is people who you're meant to be talking to um, and sharing with, you know, whether it is, you know, being at your job where you are and doing what you need to do at that job right now. Um, you know, whether it is, oh, I need to just, you know, be writing 10 pages of 10 pages every month of this book that I want to write. Yes, I see myself being a writer in the future, but I'm just going to be writing 10 pages every month. You know, don't not missing out on that moment, not missing out on what is on the now because you're so focused on the tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow is going to come. Tomorrow you know, like we always say, tomorrow is not even promised, right? Um, we pray that we will all see tomorrow. We pray that, you know, all, the, all our dreams and all our hopes for ourselves are going to happen. Um, but the truth about it is the life is to be lived now. Um, the next one is to self-talk and manifest things. You know, this is something that I've learned very, very, you know, that, that has become a part of my life. Like I started to do it actively about six, seven years ago. Um, and now it's just become part of my life is I always say to myself, you know, nobody's going to, if nobody's going to pat you on your back, please pat yourself on your back. Um, you know, talk to yourself, you know, tell yourself how amazing you are. Tell yourself, you know, all the amazing work that you're going to do in this life. Tell yourself, you know, how you're trying to improve to become a better person. Be honest when you even say those things, you don't have to say it the way other people say it. Um, say it to yourself, like the, in a believable way. Right. And understand that you have the ability to manifest things. Right. Um, I've learned that sometimes we are, we're so focused on thinking about, sorry, I'm going to go spiritual for a little bit, right? But we're so focused on thinking about God as this being that is sitting down on the throne somewhere, you know, with a, a crown and a scepter in his hand. And, you know, we're praying to him and we're waiting for him to just, you know, toss the scepter on our heads and say, yes, my child, I've given you all the things of the world. Um, but one of the things that I learned in my life is, is just that, you know, God is, God is in us. So essentially we carry God. We are spirits that carry God. We're a piece of God. And so God manifests in us. He manifests his work and what he wants to do in this world through us. So when God talks about kingdoms and all of that, that stuff, it's, it's essentially what is the role that I am, me as a being, is supposed to play in this kingdom. And, in, and kingdom doesn't mean, um, it doesn't, it's not religious. Kingdoms are not religious. So it's not, oh, a Christian kingdom, Muslim kingdom. It's not like that. That's not how it works, right? Um, it's basically kingdom in the sense of goodness, right? The things that God really wanted for us before the world became a mess. 
right? There is something that we are supposed to be adding to make this better, right? For generations, even after us. And so we have capacity. We have the same ability that God has. And it's not you being blasphemous. It's actually the reality that you are, you're actually God, right? So when you understand that, you understand that you actually have capacity to manifest things, but that these manifestations must happen first in your heart and must happen in your head first. So you have to be able to tell yourself that, you know what, um, I'm going to do this. And when you tell yourself that you're going to do something, you start to realize that, and this is my experience. So I'm not just speaking from, oh, I heard someone else talk about it. I'm speaking from personal experience. You start to realize that this thing about the universe conspiring to give you what you want is real. <laughs> it's actually real. But the reason why some people don't, don't get that is because they're saying it, but they don't believe it. So, they're, so you're saying to yourself that I'm going to do this. You're saying to yourself that I'm going to be this. But in your heart of hearts and in your mind, your mind doesn't believe it. So your mind is going to jeopardize all the opportunities to do it. All the opportunities to manifest it. Your mind is going to tell you, it's going to be putting blocks and say, you can't do this. You don't have the capacity to do this. You don't have the ability to do it. Oh, you have to take this course first. Oh, you have to do this. You, ha you don't have money to take that course. Ah, you can never be that. You know, your mind is going to, uh, you know, continuously try to tell you all these things. But if you believe it in the depths of your heart, that this is where I'm, this is where I'm, I am. This is what I'm doing. This is where I am going. This is what I'm going to accomplish, right? You start to realize that things align. So, so opportunities that you didn't see before you start to see them. Relationships that you didn't explore before you start to explore those relationships, right? Um, people that you, you know, people you didn't talk to before you start to realize, ah, you know, I can actually approach this person. Maybe people you were intimidated by, you're like, ah, you know, this person has become more approachable, you know, like, and that is the capacity that we actually have to be able to manifest and do things. And, and this literally has been my life. It starts to kind of come together, you know, or if I tell myself, well, I'm going to do this project or I'm going to do this webinar, the moment that I have told myself that I'm going to do it and my heart believes it and my mind believes that I'm going to do it, um, automatically, you know, everything that needs to work together to make it happen, happens. And so please let's understand that you know, you, while you're in this situation, while you feel like this, understand that you are actually God and that you have the capacity to be able to manifest everything as you see it, as you envision it. Um, I talked about this a bit, but I'll talk about it a, a, little, a little bit again, is uh, focusing on the small things. So again, don't get overwhelmed. It's easy for us to get overwhelmed with the big picture. It's easy for us to see where we're going and then get so overwhelmed with the steps to get there um, that you just, you just don't do what you need to do today. Um, and so I learned that I needed to focus on the small things. So what is it that I need to do just right now? So when I get off this webinar, do I tell myself, if, if, if for instance, like when I was writing uh, my book, you know, I'm like, I need to write. Like I need to write right now for 30 minutes. Um, I know that this is what, you know, what I want to accomplish with the book. And this is, these are all the great things I want to do. I want the book to do. Um, I want it to impact people's lives. I want many people to read it. I want this, I want that, I want this. And you're kind of like thinking about it in the macro sense, um, but you're missing out on what you need to do today. <laughs> the book is not going to write itself, <laughs> right? So keep the big things in mind. Yes, vision, you know, but focus on what you need to do now. Don't get so overwhelmed by the vision and understand that your future is the sum total of your daily little habits, 
right? So the things that need to happen per time. So for instance, if you tell yourself that, you know, I want to be like, I want to wake up every day at 5 a.m., right? Um, you can get so overwhelmed with the thoughts of, with that heavy thought of, ah, 5 a.m., I'm going to be so tired. Oh my God, you know, am I going to be able to do it for, te- for one year? Am I, you know, you're so focused on the big thing and it's the same with your fitness goals. You're so focused on the, with the summer body that you wake up, you don't wake up one day, just one day, just do day one, Monday. <laughs> I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. on Monday, you know, and just start there. And then start to build from there. And, and one way that I've done this, I didn't write it in here, but one way I've done this is, is actually through accountability. And I usually use my social media as accountability. If you've read my book, you kind of like see it in there. I've talked about that as well, where I basically say to everyone, like, so I don't know if you guys saw when I did today at 5 a.m. on, on Instagram. And one of the reasons that I did that was also because I was trying to reset my routine and get myself back to waking up at 5 a.m. And so what I would do is I would wake up at 5 a.m. and I would post, right? Um, and I would post the first thoughts that God plants in my heart for that day. So I'm just like, first thing that comes to my heart, I'll, I'll post it. And the good thing with doing that for that duration is that I couldn't lie that, I, I couldn't lie that I'm waking, like, so I can't wake up at six and say I woke up at, at five because everybody was, the people who were following it were following it. So they were there at 5 a.m. with me <laughs> to read it. So I can't post at 6 a.m. and be like, today at 5 a.m. You know, so that, that gave me accountability. And so sometimes um, using the things around us to give us accountability helps, right? It helps you, um, you know, so you can, you can literally like decide that, you know what, um, tomorrow, like I've decided based off of this webinar that I'm leaping out of Bimbo and it is a decision that I've made. It sounds very easy in principle, but it's not as easy as I'm saying it. However, like I said, the battle has to be won first in your heart and in your mind. So you, so your first, for me, the exciting thing about this webinar is that you have taken the first step. The fact that you actually decided to register for this webinar, as far as I'm concerned, is the first step. And that, and there was a reason that I put a fee to it. So, so for me, it's not about the 3K. I, I, I'm not sure that you know, the 3K is going to pay my bills. <laughs> but the reason I put a fee to it is because there's a logic behind it, right? My thinking is that if I leave it free, everybody's going to log into it and not everyone's going to be present on it. Um, the moment that you make a decision, it's, it's part of this process because like I said to you, you're tricking your brain, right? You've basically acknowledged that there's a situation and I'm willing to get out of this situation, right? And once you do that, that, is, that in itself is you know, you saying that I'm ready to do, like I'm, I'm getting out of this thing. And then your body starts to just, your body, your mind, your spirit starts to comply with that. So if, if you get off this webinar tonight and you tell yourself that tomorrow, right, X, Y, Z is where I'm going to start. So I'm going to start by making sure that I'm up early because this limbo state makes me not feel like getting out of bed in the morning. So I'm going to apply the five second rule like Mel Robbins teaches it. And I'm going to just count my five, four, three, two, one, jump out of bed, right? It, trust me, it works. I've done it. It works. Um, and if you do that day one, again, you've tricked your brain. Then you do it day two. And once you start to do these things little by little, you automatically will just find that it becomes natural. It becomes a natural occurrence um, to you. Okay, so the next one is um, deliberate action versus reaction. Right, so this is just being intentional about the actions that you take. You have to 
attain some level of consciousness. And please, when, when I talk about consciousness, don't think about it in the sense of how a lot of people teach it, where it seems so unattainable. It seems like it's only gurus and monks and people who are studying spirituality that attain consciousness. All that stuff is a lie. I feel like people who attain self-awareness and consciousness always try to feel all self-righteous about it and make it seem like you can't do it too. But the truth about it is consciousness is really simply taking, being intentional. That's what consciousness really is. It's really about being intentional about what it, you know, you knowing that you're controlling your organs. Your organs don't control you. It's you saying, I'm going to go out and I'm, nobody's going to force me to drink because I don't feel like drinking. So I'm going to make a decision not to drink. Not because drinking is bad, but because that I've told myself I'm not drinking for that day. It's you being able to say, you know, um, someone says something to you, you know, in the negative, and you being able to say, you know, I'm not going to respond to that. Like, I'm going to see your message. I'm going to read your message, but I'm not going to respond to your message because right now, if I respond, I'm reacting. I'm going to react. I'm going to say negative things and that's going to mess up my day. So I'm going to park your message and I don't care how you feel about me not responding to it because this is about me and it's about me being healthy for myself and for everybody else. Right? So it's that intention. It's that the actions, right? That you do decide. You have to be intentional about that. And then on the other hand, you also have to be intentional about your goals. So what decisions are you making right now that are getting you closer to your goals? So you cannot wake up and allow people to pull you in different directions, right? Because life is such, is tailored such that people will always pull you in different directions. Um, I look at some of the opportunities that I get and I ask myself, like, is this adding to my goals? Is this adding to my purpose? Is this adding to where I'm going? If it is not, then I cannot do it for now because I can't prioritize it. I have to ask myself, you know, what am I prioritizing right now? Because if I prioritize everything, I won't be able to do stuff like this. I won't be able to have a webinar, you know, which is important to my purpose and important to what I'm trying to do. Right. So you have to be very, very intentional about the decisions that you make, about the people, how people, how you invest your time, you know, about how people, um, about knowing that people cannot control, you know, what it is and where it is that you're trying to go. Um, another example I kind of have with this, but let me see if I, okay, no, I didn't put it there. Okay, so another example I kind of have with this is vision boards. So if you guys have heard about vision boards, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, put your vision boards together and all of that. And um, I have a vision folder that I created um, and my vision folder is specifically tailored for me. Um, what, what happens when we say we're creating vision boards sometimes, especially when you create it with a bunch of people, is you tend to sometimes start to, like I said, creating other people's visions, right? So you, tell your, so you pinpoint and put Dubai, you know, put pictures of Dubai on there, put pictures of, um, of you know, Italy on there. Like you just start to put all these things, oh, I want to travel here, or, you know, oh, I want to have this kind of car, and you kind of do all these things. But you, in your heart of hearts, is Kenya you want to go to. Like you've always told yourself that you must visit this Kenya is beautiful, you must visit it. But now it's not, it didn't make your vision board because why? Everybody else has Dubai on their own vision board. Not, that is how powerful our brains are. Our brains are registering what we see, what we're consuming from the media, what we're seeing that influencer post on social media. That's what we are, that's what our brain is registering. So our hearts and our minds have to fight, have to counter it. I said, but this is what my spirit really wants. It's, um, I have holidays that I like to go to. I have books that I want to read. I have, um, you know, what I see my office to be like. I have expression of gifts, so the gifts I want to express. And I'll open some of these folders so you can see. I have parents 
um, because my parents like mean the world to me and you know I've, I have visions for them and stuff that I want to do for them um, I have my style I have activities um, I have you know um, yeah so that part that says own a home I have like two homes I want to own outside of Nigeria as well. Um, I have events that I want to attend. I have people that I want to meet. I have my future wedding, <laughs> which is not happening anytime um, in 10 years, but I have it there. I have, um, you know, what I want my kids' lives to sort of be like. Um, and, and so as opposed to, you know, the way everyone else might plan their own lives and what they want, like I'm very specific about you know the things that I want and and this is very important even as you think about your life is you have to think about your life from the angle of you know what is it that you want for your life what is it that you envision what it is what is it that what kind of life will you create that will support your purpose because remember this is not just about things it's not about so all of the stuff I put here it's not about the acquisition of things as much as it is also about so so it's great to have stuff but it's also about what what do you actually need in order to to be able to to accomplish the things that you you want you know and that's that's important to, to to have like so one of the things that one of the big things that i've learned i've had to learn over the past year is my health right so i know that my health is one of the biggest pillars in my life because because of the work that the kind of work that i'm going to be doing i'm going to be speaking a lot right i'm going to be sharing a lot of my life i'm going to be sharing a lot of myself with people um whether it's through one-on-one -on -one sessions whether it is through webinars whether it is true through you know the work that i express and all that and so my health is very important i cannot do any of these things and be unhealthy and so i had to take i had to become intentional about my health right i had to take that into consideration and not think about you know what, what other people do to their for their own health is their own problem because because that's their lives you know but what is important to me and so you have to literally be that that detailed you know about what it is that you want so so when i have gadgets and toys here like like i said somebody else is trying to aspire to drive 20 lamborghinis that's fine that's what they want i am not judging them i think it's great if that's what you want you know i'm trying to aspire to buy some uh voltron <laughs> so some voltron toys you know that i want um because you see like i'm sharing this because it might i mean it might seem my news but the truth about it is that um it, it is it is it is so important because it starts to make you decide for yourself um what you're going to take what you're not going to take what your what job what work you're going to work on um you know where you're going to go um the winds won't move you right? You will start to control where your winds are going, right? You know the kind of places you want to go. Um, I have, I, I can open here for you guys. I'll just open one so you can see. Um, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Uh, let me see. You can still see, if you can still see this. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can see my screen. Okay. Awesome. Um, so these are like some of the events that I, I want to attend in my lifetime, right? So I have here factory boys. I mean, funny stuff. But for my childhood, I still, I'm, I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan. So I have it there. I want to, I want to go to Cannes. I want to go to a Celine Dion concert. I want to go to Elevation Church Service. I want to go to a Formula One event. I want to go to Grammys. I want to go to a Travis Green concert, you know, a John Legend concert. Like, so the reason I'm showing you guys this stuff, even though it's personal to me, is again, you know, just to say that I've identified the things that I'm interested in doing. So when somebody else posts something on social media, for instance, and says, oh, hanging with, um, you know, with whoever, it doesn't move me, right? It doesn't move me because it's not part, it, it's not part of my vision. 
right? Like it's not what I want to do. And, and so we need to start to control those things because if not, you will just be getting dragged into what other people's visions for themselves are. That is the truth. And so you will never really even, sometimes we even get to a point where we are, where we're actually accomplishing the things that we set for ourselves, but we're not giving ourselves enough credit for those things because we're so focused on other people's journeys and what other people want for themselves. So please, from today, I'm hoping that, you know, by just showing you that snippet, will also help you decide for yourself the things that you personally want for your life and be intentional towards um, accomplishing those things. Um, learning, right? So learning is one of my pillars. Like I want to make sure that, I, you know, I'm continuously learning throughout the rest of my life. Um, another of my pillars is health. I want to make sure that I'm healthy throughout my life. You know, so I'm very big on making sure that, you know, I'm doing the things I need to do around that. Um, another of my pillars is, is you know, I want to make sure that I'm financially um, successful, you know. And so that's, that's an important pillar to me. And the reason that that is important to me is because of the work that I want to do. Ask yourself, you know, what legacy do you want to leave behind? What is worthy of your full attention and what is not worthy of your full attention? When you start to do that you know, it, it helps you get out of, of this space that you're in um, where you're worrying and overthinking things. Um, the next one is, I'm going to wrap this up because uh, I said one and, one and a half hours and we have five more minutes or so to wrap, to wrap up and then I'll try and take a few questions if I can. But the next one is be intentional about your relationship. So surround yourself with people that boost your energy, not energy drainers, right? People who will hold you accountable, people who will help you grow. And this is something I learned you know, that has become a key part of my journey. I do not play, I curate my relationships, literally. I do not play with the people that I surround myself with. Um, and you, you see, because again, we need to understand that we are sometimes thrust into relationships that we do not necessarily choose for ourselves. So whether it is the friends that you grew up with, your family, friends, people you went to school with, that you automatically believe that you need to continue to be friends with, um, you might be wanting to grow, um, but that but the people you surrounded yourself with um, are not people that are going to help you grow at that grow in that season that you're in. Because in every season we need different types of people, right? So that's important to note. And I had to learn that, you know. So surrounding yourself, making sure that you find people that encourage you, you know, people that listen to to you, people that respect you, people that trust you, you know, people that can see see you um, be vulnerable and not judge you for that vulnerability, you know, people that can tell you when you're wrong, people that can tell you and tell, and tell it to you in a nice way, because, you know, telling you that you're wrong is not just about criticizing, right? It's about also being able, how we deliver that information. Important. So please, wherever you are now, whatever state of mind that you feel like you're in, um, this one is very critical. In fact, it is probably one of the most important things I shared tonight is I've shared only a little bit on it, but it's very important because um, you simply cannot take all of this stuff and practice it if the people in your environment do not help you um, through that, right? So you need to curate your relationships. You need to be intentional about it. Um, you need to watch what you're consuming. Um, I talked about this already, so I'm not going to flog it, but um, you need to be able to curate what it is that you listen to, what it is that you see. And sometimes that takes blocking stuff. So you go on social media, block, 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 activate it, activate the unfollow button if you have to, because what you're consuming is important. Like the moment that I, I, you know, understood, 
um, understood this, like understood how, you know, things were seeping into my subconscious, I started to surround myself by material that actually, you know, gets me closer to, to the life that I envision for myself, right? So even the thought leaders that I follow, it's a, type, it's a type of people, right? I'm looking for thought leaders that are dynamic in their expression. I'm not looking for thought leaders that are just motivational because sometimes that's what we do as well. We, we tell ourselves, oh, okay, um, yeah, if I want to do this, I need to follow this motiva motivational speaker. And then you just start clicking all of them. You're just following all of them. You're like, ah, Tony Robbins, this one, that one, and you're following everybody. But you're not even intentional about that, about who you're choosing, right? Because um, some of those people, yes, they're motivational, they might motivate you, but what, what are their pillars, right? What is important to them, right? So I started to look for people who fulfill my pillars. And so you kind of like start to curate what you're consuming. I unfollowed everything and everybody that shakes my state of mind. And that shaking of state of mind, listen, guys, it's not always about, oh, you're comparing yourself to that. Because I think that anytime we, we say, well, I'm following someone, people automatically sometimes assume that, oh, maybe that person is tensioning you. It's not always about them tensioning you. Sometimes it's just about the fact that they're sharing stuff that just is not in alignment with your value system or is not in alignment with where you're trying to go with your life and what you need to see every day. Um, and so you need to be able to cut that, okay? so. If nothing else, you know, maybe if you take time off this week and start to just, you know, declutter, right? Um, look, look at your apps, look at what apps you're using, look at what categories you've logged in on those apps, you know, look at like podcasts that you can start to listen to, um, things that will start to elevate you in, your, in, in the aspect of life that you want to go. Because remember, again, this is not about just, I'm not just going to sit here and say, oh, follow all these podcasts, listen to this. Because like I said, your life is different from mine. What you want and where you're going and what you consider success is different from mine. So yes, I might recommend stuff, but my recommendation ultimately is just a recommendation. And that's something I want us to get out of this entire thing is that um, when, I'm, when I'm telling you to do things, um, I'm not saying go and do it because everybody else is doing it or go and pick the people that everybody else is picking, right? Be very intentional, decide what is it that, what do you need um, what information do you need to consume? So this is very important because, you know, where you're on, like, if you're on, like, WhatsApp groups, for instance, and you see, like, people share stuff all the time. People say, oh, um, guys, I'm recommending this. And then they share it and everybody kind of goes there, you know. Um, and sometimes I might open it up and because I am conscious enough, um, you know, with my life, like, I can open it up and say, ah, this, is not, this one is not for me. You know, so that's the point I want you guys to get. So I want you to be able to get to a point where, you can discern, like your heart and your mind automatically starts to discern. And the only way that you can do these things is by continuous practice, is by applying all of this stuff over and over again. Like I said, this is not about, I'm not here to teach you how to eliminate limbo. I'm here to teach you how to leap out of it when you see it. So when it comes and you feel like that, these are action steps that you can immediately start to do. And it would not happen, the transition will not happen overnight. But if you keep doing it, what happens is that your mind gets used to it. Like I said, in summary, you trick your brain. That's what I'm here to teach you guys, to trick how to trick your brain. That, that's what this session should have been called. It should have been called how to trick your brain. Because um, once you start to do it over and over, 
you start to it starts to become you know second nature to you and um i i taught i taught a class a few days ago on project execution and when i was done like if i the entire process like a lot of the guys in the class were like whoa you're so detailed to the t oh my god like oh project oh wow you know and i said to them i said the reason why i can teach this so effectively is that i have applied it so much i've taught so i've done not taught i have done so many projects in my lifetime that project execution comes second nature to me. So when anybody tell, gives me an idea, I've already mapped out how to execute the idea. Like, it, it's, not a, it's not me showing up, it's just, a, it, it's natural. It just comes, like, all of us have the capacity to do it. So I'm not even saying it because, oh, I'm special. I'm actually saying it because I understand that as human beings, we have that capacity, but we don't use our capacity. And the reason why we don't use our capacity is because we don't understand that it's practice. Repetition essentially is mastery. It is practice. It's continuous practice. If you keep doing something, you keep doing it. You keep it. Like people say to me, for instance, that, um, you know, like when you share stuff on social media, like you, you articulate your thoughts very well. And I say to them, that's because I post every day for years, you know? Um, so, so essentially it, it's, it's not always because you have a special gift. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't have a gift. I know I have a gift and I know that, you know, I have, there's an anointing, but at the same time, my own thing is you have, when you, when you, when you, when you make things so genius and so when you put a genius label and special abilities to people, then you, that's when you get into a position where you tell yourself that you don't have capacity. So me, I, I'm not going to give anybody the excuse that you can't do it, that, oh, this person, can only, this person is doing it because they're special. This person is doing it because they have skill sets that I don't have. Oh, this person, nah, you have capacity. You can do these things. But you're only going to be able to do these things through repetition and through practice. You keep doing it and trust me, in another few months, you're going to be teaching this webinar. Like, I won't need to teach it because there's going to be a ripple effect. So you guys are going to be teaching it to other people. You're going to be telling other people, you know what? Like, this is how you leap out of limbo, you know? And, and I believe, like, that, I'm going to summarize this by saying, you know, I, believe, I really believe that, that that is my mission. It's not to, I, I'm not here to be the overall boss. You know, I'm, here to, I'm not hoarding information. I'm here to actually make sure that whatever it is that I teach you, when it works for you, you can apply it. Um, over and over, and then you can teach it to other people because you now understand it. The last two, um, I'm going to take these two together, are uh, share your journey, share your working. So this essentially, I talked about it when I talked about process. This is just to say, wherever you are now, you have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. You do not need to wait till you've accomplished this thing that you have planned to accomplish before you start to tell your story. You can show you're working. Remember what I said, instead of faking it till you make it, document where you are now. Be honest about where you are now. And that is something that I have learned that has been so beautiful on my journey is I literally say, like, there, like I don't have to remember what it is that I share on, on social or what I say to people. I don't have to remember it because that's my life and that is who, who I really am. Um, and so I, I, I make sure that I do not say things um, that are contradictory to who I am. Um, and I do not share things that are contradictory to who I am. And so that's important. So you share the process. You, you should be able to tell people this is where I am. You know, no shame in that game. Absolutely no shame in that game. Because trust me, most of the people who are not sharing their, their working, who just want to share the end product of things, are the people who suffer the most in terms of, you know, uncertainty and fear and anxiety and then, you know, people poking holes in what they do because when people start to say, well, how did you do this? How did you get that? And they can't explain that process. They start to feel anxious 
right? So please, I want you guys to share your journey. I want you guys to wake up every day and you don't, again, you know, you don't have to share it on social if you don't want to share it on social, but whoever it is that you're sharing it with in your network, don't be afraid to show your work and don't be afraid to tell people, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it, this is where I am now. You know, you don't have to have attained the level that you're trying to attain to be able to share. Um, and then serve, give, teach, repeat in that same, in that same light. This is something that I live by. This, th these are like my four, these are the four um, collective pillars of my life is serving, giving, teaching, and repeating because this is what, this is what I believe that, you know, life really is about. Okay. Um, so even as you are in this, in this situation, or you might feel like you're in this situation, um, I want you to wake up tomorrow and I want you to commit that for the rest of this year, I'm going to do these four things. I'm going to serve in whatever capacity I can serve, um, whether it is, and serving doesn't always mean like volunteering for a, a community service thing, because that's how we think about serving. Serving could literally just be like, oh, you know, um, I'm going to be helping, you know, this person do their groceries every week or whatever, or I'm going to, um, and when I say this person, it'd be a family member, literally it could be your parents, right? Um, and, and doing their groceries doesn't mean that you need to get, you need to use your own money. It could literally just be like, oh, you know, mom, see what do you, what do you need to buy this week? Don't worry, I'll go to the store for you. You know, it could be, you know, you, you know, finding opportunities to serve your friend, you know, so your close friend who's always required support. Um, you know, finding an opportunity to just listen to them, to just be there for them, you know, for a few weeks, you know, ask them, ask them questions. What is it that you need? You know, I know I've always been a friend to you and perhaps we spend a lot of time hanging out and, you know, having a passive friendship, but how can I actively be your friend? Like, what do you need? You know, because sometimes you really, when you ask questions like that, you start to, to realize that, you know, your friend might just need affirmation. Maybe they're not getting affirmation from their spouse. Maybe they're not getting affirmation from their family. Maybe they just need you to just tell them that, you know what, you're, you have capacity, you're actually brilliant, you're actually good at what you do. So find, find that opportunity, find opportunities to give, it's pretty much same with service, and find opportunities to teach. Everybody has something to teach. You don't have to have accomplished everything that you want in order to be able to teach. So find something to teach and then repeat this over and over again. All right, guys, so that's the end of this. Um, the plug, this thing called Purpose, my book. Um, if you haven't read it, you should. If you've read it and you're on this call, um, great for you because I sort of expand on, on context um, there in that book. Um, if you haven't got it, you should get it because it, it kind of just, you know, really delves into some of these things that I shared um, actively. I hope that this session has been able to give you some level of clarity um, and that, you know, you'll be able to apply these things and repeat them over and over again. You know, I really wanted this to be as personal as possible. So I, di I didn't teach it like I would, I would teach a class um, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, this is, we actually, this thing works because for me, the success of this is it actually working, you know, so I wanted to make sure that it works. So I'm going to let you guys, it's, it's 8.43 now. Um, the most I can do is about 10 minutes of questions. If you have, um, you can just ask a question in that box and I try and respond to it. If I don't get to your question, I need you to do me a favor. If you, if you type your question and I don't get to it, Copy it and send it to Lumina Speaks. I'm going to type in my email at gmail.com.